Welcome to episode 61 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I am joined by the lore connoisseur, Matt Martinez. How are we today, Matt? I am good. I ate a Hot Pocket. You ate a Hot Pocket? What flavor? <laughs> it was pepperoni, but I actually prefer cheese. You know, the, the pepperoni's a classic. I'm a four-cheese Hot Pocket fan myself. Yeah. And this week, we are joined once again by the outlaw queen, Kate. I say that even though she still hasn't finished Red Dead, and it's making Steve a sad boy because he can't do a spoiler cast by himself. So, Kate, how are you? I'm good. Arthur Morgan will live forever in my world. (laughs) I'll never finish Red Dead Redemption. Oh, come on. I just need I will. I will finish it. Talk about it. I'm sorry. I will finish it, but I I, um, am definitely dragging my feet on purpose. Oh, you are dragging your feet and your hooves. We got to talk about it. There's so many things to talk about with that game. But so it's good to have you both here again. We have a lot of exciting things to talk about this week. We have a great first segment planned. It's the the return of a fan favorite. And you'll notice Manny is once again not with us. And unfortunately, he's stuck in a Bandersnatch-esque alternate reality and we don't know how to make the right choices to free him we've been at it for weeks we've contacted the directors no answers to our inquiries it's a it's a real shame so hopefully somewhere down the line we can crack the code to release manny from the bandersnatch infinite loop until we're able to free manny from the vicious grip of the bandersnatch we do have to keep the house clean so please Follow us on social media. We are at plus one player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at plus the number one player. And on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash plus one player. So go check out our social media. We post all the links to our articles and our podcast and various other things we find amusing. So go check us out there. It helps you stay up to date on what's going on on the website, which of course is plus one player.com. So head on over there. You can find every single piece of content we've ever created. And you'll also find links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plus one player. We stream nearly every night of the week. So as we're recording, Matto is literally streaming the Halo mod that he wrote an article about on plus one player.com. So you can go check us out at twitch.tv slash plus one player and check out some rad games like the modded Halo. Also on the website and in our Twitter bio, you can find the link to our Discord. Come on and join the conversation. We're having a great time all day, all night. Got some fantastic people conversing with us on a daily basis. It's a lot of fun. So come on and join the conversation. We'd love to have you. We have a great group, and we're always looking for newcomers. Unless, of course, you're racist, in which case, we don't care if you're a newcomer because we'll kick you right out. That's how it goes. And after you've checked out the content, if you've been enjoying your time hanging out in Discord, think about heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every dollar you throw us goes right back to the show to make it the best podcast it can possibly be. We have a great group of Patreon supporters and we're so thankful for all of them every day. We'd love to have you as a supporter as well. And of course, we can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest patreon supporter we have and that's the sponsor of the show nerdiest brands if you don't know nerdiest brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world no matter the nerdy fandom so if you'd like some rad nerdy gear head on over to nerdiestbrands.com that's nerdiest n-e-r-d-i-o-u-s brands.com and with that the house is sparkling 
And like I said, we have a lot of fun things to talk about. And, you know, where Manny's stuck, that's a little hint to what we're going to be discussing this week. So, Matt, please fill us in on what episode 61 is all about. Episode 61. So, today, we will be starting off with everyone's favorite game, Steamer Steve. Which Steve Steve! We, uh, Kate and I will have to guess if a game description that Steve reads is from a game on Steam or a game crafted by Steve himself. All uh, aboard remember. the Steve Creation Station, baby. <laughs> then we'll move into our topic of the pod, which super relevant. We're really on top of our stuff this week. We're going to be talking about Bandersnatch, which was released on Netflix very recently. Uh, it's sort of a choose-your-own-adventure Netflix experience and uh, relies heavily on video games for its inspiration. So we're going to get into that and, ta- and talk more about that. And then we will move into patch notes, as we always do. Cool. So why don't we kick off the pod with Steamer Steve. Choo-choo. <laughs> Choo-choo, baby. So I'd like to take a second to let you all know that Steamer Steve is brought to you by our other sponsor, the handsome gentleman named as Tim. That's Tim! it. Tim! He's a great guy. He's a He's... big fan of... Uh, optometry and long island and long island and apparently he's a big fan of us and if you'd like to check out our sponsor he occasionally streams on twitch.tv slash evil timothy so go check out our other sponsor tim he brings us steamer steve so are you guys ready for this i think um i don't think i'm gonna be able to match the intensity of whose shoes are these so let's kick off steamer steve first one piggy chase Piggy? Piggy, ch- Piggy? Piggy, Piggy Chase. Get that swan! Oh no! No, stop! Oh god, I'm having deliverance flashbacks. Please, please stop. <laughs> so Piggy Chase. Piggy Chase is a 3D runner where you form a conga line of farm animal friends, dodge crazy tractors, runaway city buses, and evil snowmen to weave through mazes without falling off the edge to lead Piggy on an adventure to escape the farm and find a new home. Piggy Chase, is that Steam or Steve? I'm going to go with Steam just because that actually sounds kind of fun. I'm I also like going with it. Steam because I had the same reaction. I'd like, I'd play Piggy Chase. Yeah. You mean you wouldn't like play mo- Whose Shoes Are These? Get the fuck out I'd of here. I'd also play Whose Shoes <laughs> yeah. Are These, hands down. It is it a like Steam a game. game. So yeah. you guys yeah. can go tied play Piggy up Chase. one to one. You can go yeah. play Piggy Chase. Next one, Toddler Shooter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) Toddler Shooter is a unique space shooter featuring my school teachers. Each teacher has unique attacks that represent their subject. Can you help Alex in his journey to becoming the employee of the month? Is Toddler Shooter Steam or Steve? Okay, I'm going to go with Steam just because that wasn't a coherent game description. And I feel like if you wrote something, it would be better written than that. Wow, that's rude when he says it was Steve. (laughs) Well, no, I also think Steam because I don't think you'd write something about killing kids. It is Steam, but it's not a game about killing kids. What it is. (laughs) What does Employee of the the Month have to do with that? I have no idea. But (laughs) when I clicked on it, it shows a little demo of the game. And it's like kind of like an old arcade shooter, like kind of like a Galaga, think of it that way, where you're kind of dodging things and shooting. And Uh. the characters are just like cropped out heads of like 
obviously his teachers apparently <laughs> and so the, the like the teachers like shoot each other with like laser beams and like oh, different weird. powers it was a weird game but it was like the top game when i clicked on indies that was like the number one that showed up i was like what? all right guess what? we're doing toddler oh. shooter so toddler shooter is a steam game the next one mush rockalypse <laughs> mush rockalypse mush rockalypse an apocalyptic event has infected most of the population, turning them into violent mushrooms. Take down the fungal threat as you search for the cure. Uh, that's a Steve, based on The Last of Us. <laughs> Mushrockalypse? That's a Wait, Steve. Say game. it again. Mushrockalypse. <laughs> Mushrockalypse. He's been thinking about Last of Us too, and he wrote that. Okay, I'll go with Steve. You guys are both right. You guys are on a roll. Next one, weather, and it's weather with a period after it. What spell weather? W H or W E? W E. Okay. Whether the weather is good or whether the weather is bad, I'll weather the weather no matter the weather. Something, something, something. Okay. You were good right up until that last part. Each day starts with a procedurally generated world, bringing with it vicious and unpredictable weather patterns. Forage for materials as you attempt to fortify your home for each passing storm. Weather. Um, Period. Fortify your home. Weather period, like it, very, like very, very demonstrative. Like it ends in a period. <laughs> it's a statement. Weather. It's a statement. Weather. I feel like you're trying to trick us with this one, and I'm gonna say Steve. Yeah, I like the period at the end is throwing me off because that is weird that's, and random. That's what's got you, huh? The rest of it, <laughs> the I could punctuation. See. Well, like it's just weird. I don't. Because it could be weather! Exclamation point. What difference would that make, though? I don't, I don't think he, I don't think you'd put an exclamation. Yeah, point. exactly. I, I'm I gonna go with a, a Steve guy. It is a Steve creation. Oh my god! Wow, this is <laughs> this is the first time that no one's got tricked here. Was that punctuation inspired by Mother, the film? Mother. No, I don't no. like. I love how like you you think with the mushrocalypse. <laughs> like I have like this grand inspiration. I literally I'm sit at my desk like this, you. just looking at the sky. I'm like, what fucking made up game can I do? And well, then, maybe it was subconscious. <laughs> Kate and I are actually doing a deep, uh, like, psychoanalysis on you right now. Yeah. This whole segment took about... Well, I got them all right, so... Six minutes to concoct. I got them all right, so... Yeah, you both have. It's been impressive. It's been very impressive. Okay. The next one. The Golden Fork. A highly respected food critic has lost his way. Lead him on a journey to find the elusive Golden Fork, as well as restore his damaged taste buds. (laughs) <laughs> i like that one <laughs> it's damaged taste buds uh this the one? golden fork the golden fork i feel like if it was a steve game he'd just say golden fork period. <laughs> <laughs> golden comma fork period <laughs> okay i feel like this one could go either way but i'm gonna um i think so too steve oh i'm gonna go steam Kate is still undefeated. No! The Golden Fork is a Steve creation. I like that one. Someone make that one. That one's not bad, right? Whose shoes are these? Whose shoes are these? Made first. The Golden Fork is like the Golden Fork would be like a cool like top down kind of two D type deal or like maybe three D because maybe I'm thinking more of like a Don't Starve. You know how Don't Starve was, where it's kind of that landscape you can move around. Mm -hmm. I think you could have a little fun with uh, the Golden Fork. Next one: Run, Chicken, Run. And this one actually has an exclamation mark at the end of it. Run Chicken Run is an endless running game for the whole family. 
That's it. That's the description. That's the oh. description. Does it take place on the Cayman Islands and start <laughs> a restaurant called Chicken That would chicken? be yeah, that'd be run chicken chicken run. And you have to run to the William Pucci the William Memorial, Church. Memorial Church. Yay. <laughs> with with Tim Allen chasing you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he gets close, he makes that noise. I'm going to go with steam just well, cuz Can you read the description again? Are you sure you need me to? Yes, I do. It's like three words. Run, Chicken, Run is an endless running game for the whole family. That one's tough. I feel like that one could go either way, too. I agree, but I'm leaning towards Steam. You are undefeated, so I should say whatever you say. You should go with your heart, Matthew. (laughs) The whole family. (laughs) I'll go with Steve. It's a Steam creation. So that is Kate again. Still undefeated. It's pretty impressive what's going on here. It's because I've never met you before. That must be it. (laughs) So the next one. Snails. Battle hordes of mutant slugs in this PS1-themed retro 3D brawler, reminiscent of the late 90s era console games. What's the title? Snails. Is there punctuation? (laughs) There's no punctuation. It's just snails. I think that is... Oh, man. Why don't you go first, Kate? I think it's Steve. (laughs) I'm not sharing my rationale anymore because apparently it's wrong. No. What's your rationale? Tell me. (laughs) We're talking about... I feel like we were talking about PS1 games the other day. What? Well, we were talking about the PS Classic on last week's episode of the podcast, which you can catch on all major podcast networks. (laughs) Steam. So, okay. Kate says Steve. Matt says Steam. Kate, you're incorrect. Oh! oh so now okay. you're still up by one, though. You're yeah. still up by one. Next one. Does anyone have service? Question mark. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. In your, in your desperate need to post pictures of yourself having fun on the internet, you must make your way through a busy party in search of the lone partygoer whose cell phone still has service. <laughs> That sounds That's awful. Pretty <laughs> funny. It doesn't sound fun at all. Does anyone have service? Does anyone have service? <laughs> service. What's that thing that that guy would say? Can you hear me now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Steve. Hmm. Okay, I also... No, I think Steam. I'm going to go with my gut here. Oh. Steam. It's all tied up, folks. It was a Steam oh! creation. Ah, ah, oh, okay. Ah, ah. Oh, oh, so, luckily, I prepared an extra one. Wow. Bonus case. round. So, if I mean, if you tie on this one, then whatever. That's it. Game's over. But (laughs) here it is. Okay. Inch by inch, you play a shrinking scientist in a race against time. Can you find all necessary formulas and ingredients to produce the antidote and stop shrinking before you are too small to operate the life-saving lab equipment? Inch by inch. (laughs) Honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, it's that. (laughs) Shoot. What was the title? Inch by Inch. It's a good title. Mm, Steve. Steam. What'd you Steam. say? So, okay. I said Steam. I whispered it, though. So, Matt's Steam. Kate is Steve. Mm-hmm. Matt is the victor. Oh! That wow. was a Steam creation. From behind. Well done. It was a valiant effort on both. Kate, you had a great run you for a while a there. Run. But and then, then I... those last couple got you. It's because hey, you... You told me run. not to psychoanalyze you. Well, you I mean, told yourself, inch by inch. 
inch yeah. by inch. Okay. It's tough though. I do I do come up with some decent ones that should probably really get good. made. So anyone out there, let's talk. That was a great round of Steamer Steve. Thank you mm-hmm. both for playing. Now we'll move on to the topic of the pod where we will discuss Bandersnatch and video games. Obvious spoilers for those of you have not who have not watched Bandersnatch. I recommend that you do, but uh, we'll get into that. So why don't we start off by just talking about our general impressions of Bandersnatch, the quote-unquote film that was released on Netflix. Uh, that is a choose-your-own-adventure-style film. What do you guys think? It's also a Black Mirror Black oh. Mirror thing. Yes, that is a good point. It is a Black Mirror thing, and for those of you who are not <laughs> familiar with black mirror there's a series on netflix in the style of twilight zone yeah so a lot of the themes involve technology and like modern issues that are going on and so uh and despair and so a lot of them despair. don't end happily that's for sure yeah so yeah so banner snatch has been you know made by the folks that made black mirror um okay well yeah who wants to start with like your general impressions to start off, because I am a, a big Black Mirror fan, I've watched mostly all of them. I think there's like one or two that I haven't seen. In terms of like a Black Mirror story, I really just didn't think this lived up to it. I just thought it was kind of like taking a lot of recycled tropes from video games. And I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about, like that crossover. I did love the interactivity of it. I thought it was kind of cool to kind of do the different endings, even though I think some of the endings were definitely subpar. And it was like very tongue in cheek, whereas if you made a mistake, they were just very upfront about it and it's like yeah you got to go back and redo that it's like okay and eventually i got i guess one of the true endings i and we can talk about that as we go on but it took me like a, a few times like kind of going back and redoing things and like changing things i did enjoy like the alternate reality aspect of it it was kind of cool to almost be in that kid's head because it was like you could tell like he was not understanding the difference between like what was real and what wasn't so it put you in that position and so, like, the interactivity, like I said, is is good, but I think it kind of falls flat, and it gives a lot of almost, like, illusion of choice, and, like, we've talked about this with Telltale, like, how Telltale games kind of give you that illusion of choice where what you do really doesn't matter because at the end, you're still going to have kind of, like, like relatively the same ending. And I thought that was kind of the case here. Like, yeah, there are different endings, but they're all kind of leaning towards the same theme. So, I don't know, it didn't really feel like I got drastically different viewing experiences, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much agree with everything you said, Steve. Um, I think it failed as a Black Mirror episode, but it entertained me for two hours. And, like, while I was watching it, I was chatting with my friend who was also watching it. So, we were, like, comparing, you know, oh, I I chose this, like, what happened, you know, that kind of thing, which is fun. But, like... Other Black Mirror episodes, I end up thinking about them after I watch them because they have some kind of interesting message or or what if sort of thing to ponder after you watch them. And this one, I was just like, okay, I watched it. That's it. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't really leave me thinking deeply about any anything. It was just kind of fluffy. So Yeah. It was yeah. basically just like, let's get out of this loop any way you can. And yeah, I, there, and I just there don't think no that's real... a strong. Yeah, it's not like a strong driving narrative element where it's like, yeah, just figure out how to break this loop. It's like, well, is that just all the end goal was? And then you realize there's no real good way to break this loop. It's all gonna end pretty shitty for this kid. Right. Yeah, I think 
I generally agree with a lot of those points. I think the concept was so cool that I could watch something and choose the outcomes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, like, growing up, I had those, like, goosebumps choose your own adventures books, which is, like, would I ever imagine as a kid that I'd be able to, like, choose my own adventure on TV? Like, that's really cool. So I liked that a lot. And I thought it was cool that they're experimenting and, like, yeah, definitely, like, go mm-hmm. for it. It was just very cool, the concept as a in and of itself. I also liked the integration of, like, music into the decisions. Like, yes, it took me a little bit to realize that there was actually music intensifying my decision because it was, like, inserted so seamlessly into the yeah. actual scene. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. I thought where it failed, though, was, like, definitely the story... Uh, I feel like uh, one of my sister's good friends and one of my friends, Sonia Soraya, you can find her on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Shout out Sonia. Yeah. She uh, she was like Bandersnatch, more like Blandersnatch. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's that's good. Yeah. Um, Boom. Roasted. Yep. I, I like the first, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes. I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then they got into like the oh, it's, like, about lack of free will, which, like, okay, still okay. But then they're, like, oh, but, like, he knows that, like, someone beyond himself is controlling him. And I was, like, okay, you've you've already involved the audience enough. Like, I'm involved enough already because it's a choose-your-own-adventure. You don't have to make it this thing where, like, and now we're going to break the third wall and, like, he knows it and... I just, I don't know. It was like, okay. It just like pushed the envelope too much to the point of making it dumb, in my opinion. Like it could still be about the lack of free will without incorporating us more than just making decisions that he then executes. I also feel like they wanted you to go in a specific direction, which annoyed me too. Yeah. It was like, choose your own adventure, but we want you to do this. So I like that you bring that up because one of uh, – basically what, what happened was like in an article on The Wrap, it mm-hmm. was saying that there's this weird alternate ending that you can kind of just stumble into. Like no one really knows the exact sequence of events to get it. And it mm-hmm. just plays really into that concept that you don't really have control because he talks about – like he made his game – and he's talking about how he decided to, in order to make it a successful game, he decided to make it so he was making decisions for the player as opposed to the player making decisions. So it's literally just like saying, like a, the wink at you, where it's like, yeah, we're not, that, and that goes back to the illusion of freedom, where we're not going to give you exactly what you're going to get from like all these little choices because it's not building up to anything that's going to be drastically different. Like You are going to go one of these ways and it all kind of revolves around that same final theme yeah Uh, there was a lot of potential i thought like they introduce the author of the book that he's turning into a video game and they say the author went crazy and he killed his Mm -hmm. wife and i was like getting like shades of l ron hubbard a little bit and i was like okay like maybe we're gonna find out um something really interesting about this author Mm -hmm. later on depending on Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. it there nothing happens with that really yeah um, and then going back to what you said, Matt, about how he it becomes super meta and they break the fourth wall and everything. It's like oh, I said third wall. Oops, you did. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Break a lot of walls. Okay. Yeah. 
You got to so, break the third wall to get to the fourth wall. That's, that's what I always true. say. Yep. So when he when he realizes someone is controlling him, I thought it was going to go in a direction where what we chose ultimately wouldn't matter because he would like assert his free will over us, which like could could have been kind of interesting, although I guess it ruins the choose your own adventure, but yeah. That that could have been sort of interesting. Um but again, they just kind of like, "Oh, you're controlling me. Okay, what should I do next?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and like you said, Steve, it it really wants you to do stuff. I tried very hard not to kill the father, and it yeah, just really kept it just kept looping you back to that same thing. And eventually, I was like, "Okay, I'm either gonna sit here for another five hours and just pick the same, like, or I guess I'm just gonna kill the dad." And then, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. I also thought, it, what was the the game designer's name? The other guy, Colin. 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 Yeah. yeah. Did they explain? Maybe I missed it. Did they explain like how from the first playthrough to the sec up to a certain point until you like go back? Uh, he's like normal, and then he becomes this like savant of knowledge about this guy. Did they ever explain that about the no. book writer? Yeah, Colin was the one who gave Stefan like the biography or something on the author. Yes, he gave him so the biography. He, he I think there is a part where he he expresses that he knows a lot about that guy and like he heavily influences work. Oh. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. I thought of my so on my first playthrough I like chose Stefan working in that studio and then the game comes out sure. and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I think oh, everybody yeah. chooses that because like it sounds like a great deal. So of course you choose that and then they're like, "Nope." Wrong yeah, decision. but then after that, Colin becomes this like Weirdo. really like yeah like oh psychedelic figure. I was just like that doesn't match the first go around. No. Yeah, that I was mean, a little weird. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like as far as a Black Mirror episode go, it's a real letdown. Like mm-hmm. Black Mirror's story structure is always fantastic. I know there's there's a couple in there that probably aren't the best, but for the most part, they have a lot of strong stories. And so I really think their main focus was kind of giving the wink to players, I guess you could say, or they're trying to like rope in an audience that wouldn't normally play a video game. And uh, you know, the concept's great, but this is very much like one of those kind of swing and misses where the story wasn't anything to write home about. But what is good is that it was kind of like a main franchise that tried it because black mirror is very popular. And Mm so I'm sure this got a lot of people interested in the choose your own adventure concept I'm sure there are like there's probably a lot of people who are let down by the story, but there is a chance that this maybe rope some people in that would play this for other shows, and hopefully we start to see more of it because I think it is something that can be done very well. Like I know we've talked a ton about David Cage and how his writing isn't always the <laughs> deepest. His interactivity is fantastic. Like Detroit Become Human was incredible. I played through it so many times. Because in order to platinum it, I needed to experience so many different branching Mm storylines. And all the branching storylines that I got to experience were all pretty good. Like I said, and like we talked about before, it's not the strongest story, but the characters are pretty good. The interactivity was second to none because I did get enjoyment from going back and playing through chapters over and over again to try to see the different outcomes that could, you know, come from even just, you know, one 15-minute chapter. And so I think... There are a lot of good television shows that this could probably work for. And I, I think for non-gamers, this concept of multiple endings is kind of novel for them. I'm, I mean, for us, it's like 
that happens in video games all the time, right? Oh, yeah. But, but like, you know, if you're somebody who has never played a video game before or whatever, I think this idea of, like, oh, I have to go back and do this again to see a different ending, like, I think that mm-hmm. is pretty interesting to those people. So, um, that they probably got a lot more enjoyment out of that than maybe we did just because it wasn't as novel for us. We're advanced. We're advanced. Let's be honest. I think... The other thing I'd say is that the it's no fault of the actors. Either. I thought the acting was like fairly good. Yeah, I agree. From I Stephen agree. And uh, Colin, the dad, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Colin was okay. I thought some scenes were a little forced. Oh well. Tbh. Jeez. I thought the psychiatrist or psychologist. I'm not yes. Sure of her role. Uh, I thought she was good as well. Yeah. So I thought the acting was like fairly good, which yeah. is cool. I actually also liked, and I wish it centered more around, like, free will, like I said, but without incorporating the viewer so much. I did like when Colin was talking, when they smoke pot, and Colin's talking about, like... They don't the smoke pat- pot. Oh, they, in they, mine they did. They, oh, really? They did, like, no. ecstasy in mine. Yeah, they smoked oh, pot. They and did... Then- all types of drugs and yeah they did multiple oh. drugs and then i told colin he should jump yeah me too oh yeah i jumped yeah. first yeah yeah but then you just die i think i forgot but i thought when colin was talking when he was high and whatever when he was talking about pac-man and the whole pac-man metaphor yeah that, yeah like, I th- that was like, good that should yeah. have been the central thing yes that, like you're playing this video game and like pac-man has no free will thinks he escapes on one side and and is free just to come back on the other side like yeah infinite loop that you're trapped in and i guess like yeah that's sort of what they were doing but um i feel like they should just have ignored us in the fourth wall sort of thing Mm -hmm. and just go with that as the message that humans don't have free will because honestly, that is the overarching theme where it's like you have to do something drastic to break yourself of this yeah. loop. It's either yeah. he ends up in prison, he dies, Kill your dad, like, or, he, or yeah. die. Yeah. So that is the theme, and I agree with you completely that if they just played true to the theme, it would have been much more of a Black Mirror episode instead mm-hmm. of more of just this interactive, like tongue in cheek. Hey, we know that someone's out there controlling this, so we're gonna shout out to him every sixteen minutes. It would have yeah. just been great if they just let that be the story that resonated. Or even like that that one ending I got where it was like, say, like you're talking to him on the computer and yeah. it's like, say mm-hmm. you're Netflix or say you're the symbol. Yeah. You know, that weird like upside down. Yeah. The, the branching symbol. path yeah. symbol. Yeah. Like, why did it have to be Netflix? Like that. It was just so dumb. That was very was like, self-indulgent. So yeah. Stupid. Was, like I got a little <laughs> chuckle out of it, but at the same time, I, I was chuckling because I was like, "Well, this is this is ridiculous." Because yeah. at that point, I had done that because I had been, you know, kicked to endings and like sent to go yeah. back so many times. So like, all right, I guess I'll do this one now. And then I was like, "Oh my god, fucking really? This is <laughs> this is what yeah. it is." When I was taking notes. <laughs> For that ending, is it's the only thing I wrote in caps on my notes. I was so <laughs> mad. It's like, this is so dumb. Yeah. The good news is you can see that sort of crossover 
with like video games into media like mainstream media at this point now because like video games are obviously getting bigger and like you're seeing every year like the game awards are getting more and more high profile guests i know like there's a lot of people who have like criticisms about that where they're like let's highlight gamers and it's like well you know it's not bad to get some high profile publicity on your product so i like that we're starting to see this because netflix has already said they want to do more things like this Mm -hmm. and so that's why I like that we still have games like Life is Strange, basically everything Quantic Dream has ever mm-hmm. made, uh, Telltale, rest in peace. We still yeah. have the final season of The Walking Dead, though. It's still coming. I'm very excited that that got to finish up. But what kind of shows would you like to see incorporate this? Because, like I said, there's a ton of shows with some really good writing. I do think that writing for an interactive story is very difficult. Yes. And it, I think you run the risk of sacrificing some potential, you know, strong story elements. But Absolutely. What, what shows would you like try to cross over this little medium? I mean, Star Trek, hands of down. Of course. <laughs> this guy. You're the captain. <laughs> Star Trek has all these amazing captains Picard, Janeway. <laughs> That's it? That's it. <laughs> That's it. You no, built that up so yeah. high. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so, right, they have like over all of their series, all these amazing captains. Lorca, fight me. And then finally, you get to be the captain. Or not you get to be the captain, but you get to control the decisions the captain makes. That is so cool. You get to be the person deciding what choices to make based on the information that's given to you by like your bridge crew and then what happens after you choose various options you know plays out in the story and i want the lines to be very different you know there's captains that were more military focused even though that goes against the prime directive like oh my god who's ds9's captain why can't i think of his name commander cisco the guy who wrote the thong song I love Commander Sisko. I thought you were going to say I love Sisko. The more diplomacy-minded captain, like Picard, um, or the like off-the-cuff dumb captain, in my opinion, Kirk. And like you can choose amongst those like different strategies, and like it just sends you in a completely different way based on like how you uh, interact with like alien races and how strictly you follow the prime directive and or not yeah that would be so cool yeah i I think it would be very difficult to integrate into like an actual television show like an ongoing thing just because say they did like a one-off thing but like like, because like what they did with black mirror yeah a more episodic format like star trek i i could see that working but something like game of thrones where it's just every decision snowballs like i think it would be almost impossible but as far as movies or yeah one-off i don't know um we already kind of got game of thrones with the telltale series which was a bit of a disappointment in the end it was really good uh, up until the last episode i thought when you realize nothing matters yeah (laughs) see that game of thrones that telltale one was that first real like major illusion of choice game because Mm -hmm. the first walking dead there were moments where like they would ask you, Hey, do you want to save this person or this person? And then somewhere in like another chapter, that person that you saved dies. Yeah. Yeah. And so some shit like that was annoying, but 
and the ending was always going to be the same for that first Walking Dead season. Mm-hmm. And then with this Game of Thrones, you kind of knew because it takes place like right after the Red Wedding. Oh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're playing like a bunch of Stark sympathizers. So yeah. you're like, well, this can't go well. Like there's no chance anything is going to go well. And then you find out that you're like, yeah, no matter what you did, you're going to have fucking shitty endings for all of them. Except one, the one who goes like north, north of the wall. Yeah. He's like the only one who has a decent ending. Yeah. But yeah. What show right. would uh, you go with? I, I need. Here, here's my other take. Oh, God. New IP. A new IP. You're in the Galactic Senate. Jesus Christ. Star Wars. Is this going to be another Senate Majority Whip (laughs) Star Wars? That's what I was going to say. House of Wars. (laughs) You have to whip votes to kick Chancellor Valorum out of office. Somebody, for the love of God, make him this ridiculous politicking Star Wars game. Just so he could be a happy, happy Matt. <laughs> That's all I want. So, uh, again, this is like kind of new IP just because I don't really watch a lot of these type of shows right now. But I think it would be interesting on like a detective show, like a CSI type of show where oh, yeah. you have to, you know, you get the clues and then you have to choose which clues you pursue in what order or whatever. And that would like totally change the outcome. They should do a true detective like this. Holy shit. Because those seasons are all their own thing. Just write it for this. And And it doesn't have to be as long. It could be like a couple episodes or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that'd be fucking awesome. Because he's a really good writer too. So that would be pretty cool. Well, he was a good writer in the first season, even though Uh, apparently he plagiarized a bunch of shit. But anyway. Well. The second season was. Not good. Garbage. I agree. I'm not going to argue with you. I think True Detective would be a fun one. Ooh. American Horror Story would be a good one. Like those, I like these like. Oh, that would be scary. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. You could take a lot of the anthology shows and make that happen because like you said, it is very difficult to kind of dump it in like a cohesive story. Continuity. Yeah. Yeah, It's not going to work. But if you have like an anthology, you can do one-offs particularly for these type of interactive deals. That's why I'm really curious to see what. Netflix is going to do with this because mm-hmm. they do have a lot of their own shows. So I can imagine they're yeah. probably going to try to not only cross over existing shows with this format, but I think they're going to try to make new IPs specifically for this type of media. They should. Don't say Star do... Wars. <laughs> they should do choose your own adventure. Disney princess story where you can just assert your independence as a woman and reject well, the man. Then the it's end. not a Disney princess story. Well, it is. She's still a princess. No, but, but like, that's like, that's, but that's the just plot not of a every Disney, Disney story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it should be this story about a woman <laughs> who <laughs> is a princess and she rejects the okay. stupid man. I like that. Disney wouldn't make it. Are there any games that, you wish were more or where where you wish there was more agency is the player my god yes <laughs> i feel like that's I feel really like there tough. was a i feel like there was a boon of like choose your path yeah and then we sort of went in the other direction since then well yeah i mean well, bioware yeah, it was like dragon quest back in the day that was like the og choose which way you want to go oh that way lies Vicious death. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like 
Yeah, yeah, Bioware had um, they're they're kind of the pinnacle, or they Mass were. Mass Effect Two was like so good with yeah. that. Yeah, and then that's the thing is like I don't know if I want more of it because it's it's one of those things where I feel like I seek it out. Like if I want to have a game where I want to have my like decisions really impact the outcome. Mm-hmm. I can go find them in more ways than one, but I also really enjoy just playing a good story. Yeah. Like, God Award, nothing you do is really going to change the outcome of that game at all, but it's a fantastic mm. story, one of the best right. ones I've ever played. So I like just experiencing someone's vision, you know? Like, this is the the story they had told. So I don't necessarily think we need, like, a ton more of it, but I am interested in seeing other... I guess entertainment entities, I guess we can call them. Sure. I, I am interested mm-hmm. to see them try to dip their toes in kind of crossing over into a video game aspect because there is a lot that can be told. And I think it's more on the television or movie side because I think games are already telling very interactive stories, even mm-hmm. if they are just guiding you on a path one way or another to the writer's desired outcome. Well, and there's also just a much broader audience with yeah. TV and film um, than there is with games. So in terms of dollars you can throw at things, I I mean, I know obviously there's a lot of video game dollars out there, but it doesn't compare to Hollywood. Video game bucks? Well, I I feel like what happened was that we had like, because I understand your point about like, you want a good concise storyline and I agree too. But I feel like, like I feel like the Mass Effect series had maybe not three, had, like, really solid storytelling, mm-hmm. even with the element of choice inserted. Yeah. But then I feel like it was, like, people just wanted so much choice, and we went we went overboard and got a bunch of sandbox games where then, like, your choice, the choices that you made actually ultimately didn't matter for the, for the overarching story. Right. And so we lost that, like, middle ground where, like, and maybe you could say The Witcher does this very well, but we lost that middle ground where it was like your choices affect the story. The story's still good, but there's branching storylines that are yeah. all interesting yeah. and different. Like we lost that. Well, and that that's such a sweet spot to hit, right? Because yeah. it really it's is. so difficult. Like in in Skyrim, you can kill any NPC, which means that most of them are not involved in the main story because they could be dead at any moment in any game. So it it's just so difficult to find that perfect, you know, perfect um, balance between all those elements. Yeah. But I would love it if someone found that. So I think the balance could really come in a game where you're set in... Don't say it. Son of a galactic <laughs> senate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'd probably play that game. <laughs> I I would too. Like, like, it sounds love, kind of interesting. It sounds like well, we'd game all of have Thronesy to play Star it at this Wars. point. Yeah, yeah. That's true. We would. We'd probably you know get review codes for it. <laughs> so yeah, interactivity good. Tough to find a balance though because there is. I think there is obviously drop offs when you're dealing yeah. with allowing interactive storytellings. But I do think there is a way to strike that balance. And hopefully somebody will. Do you guys think that if this does become more popular in like movies or TV or whatever, that it could possibly get more people into gaming that wouldn't be otherwise? Yeah, maybe. 
because those lines would be getting blurred a little bit. So I it's think like, oh, you like this? To... You should try Life is Strange. You know. Yeah, I think what would have to happen to really make that crossover work and get people interested in playing games based off playing an interactive like viewing experience. I think it needs to be almost like a video game series does one of these like Netflix things. Mm. Because that way you'd spark the interest and be like, oh, I've never heard of this before, but I liked what I saw with Bandersnatch. I had a fun time with the interactive storytelling, so let me give this one a shot. And then all of a sudden they realize that's a video game series too. And now maybe they move over. But like, like the Witcher Netflix yeah. series did this. Although I don't think would... that one will. They won't. Because no, they won't. The but... first choice would be like, do you want to wear the wig? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no. I feel like the Telltale games come very close to being a similar experience as Bandersnatch. Like, yes, I agree. I thought very the, close. the most recent Batman one, The Enemy Within, that one was great because there was actual weight to your decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so spoilers for Batman, The en- Enemy Within. So in my playthrough... Alfred left me at the end because I chose to stay as Batman. You can make it so the Joker either becomes a vigilante or a villain. I naturally lean towards making him a villain just because, come on, he's the fucking Joker. Like, he's got to be a villain. But I think I am going to go back and play through because I want to see what he is like as a vigilante. But that's cool because that's actually, you know, wait to your decisions. There is something that could change depending on how you play through it. And that was definitely, I think, their peak, like, it's it sucks what happened with Telltale. Like I hate how they went under just because it was so shitty for everyone involved, and because they were making some awesome fucking stories. So hopefully some people can pick up that mantle. I'm really curious to see how they finish up the uh, the Walking Dead. Alrighty, well if you guys have any thoughts about Bandersnatch, about Bandersnatch's relation to video games, about your favorite video game that incorporates choice, let us know. Give us a call. Steve, what is that phone number they could call? 347-509-5620. Nice. So let us move on to Patch Notes, where we update you on the latest news that broke since last we spoke. This is Patch Notes 1.3.19, the first Patch Notes of 2019. (laughs) Who would like to start out? I will go. So mine is from IGN by Colin Stevens, and it is Soldier Boy, stop selling Soldier Game game consoles. Who could have seen this coming? Everybody, that's who. Yeah. So the article goes on as less than a month after selling rebranded emulators as Soldier Game consoles and handhelds, (laughs) Soldier Boy has removed the devices from his online storefront. Reported by Rolling Stone, Soldier Boy removed the devices late last month with the SoldierGame.com URL now redirecting visitors to Nintendo's 3DS webpage. What? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Upon removing the devices he posted on Twitter, I had to boss up. I didn't have a choice. Aww. And for those of you who want to follow me, it's at Soldier Boy on Twitter. Uh, the day before, Soldier Boy was adamant that the consoles and handhelds were legitimate, saying in a now-deleted tweet, for anyone that thinks Nintendo is going to sue me, nothing's going to happen. Everything is legit. That's funny. My yeah. console isn't going anywhere, trust me. To what degree Nintendo became involved in this issue is unknown. So, I think everybody kind of saw this coming, because he basically just was rebranding the uh, Raspberry Pi. Like, that's pretty much all that was happening here. And naturally, I mean, Nintendo's been pretty hard on people with emulators. Like, they don't like it, so they come after you pretty pretty quick. And Soldier Boy wasn't shy, clearly. 
about trying to intimidate Nintendo, and I just love how now his website redirects to the 3DS webpage. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Kudos well, I guarantee to that was like part of the terms of whatever oh, yeah. settlement they reached. But yeah, it's like we won't honesty, sue you for you know tens of millions of dollars if you redirect all yeah. your shit to us. I I almost feel bad for him because I can I can see some goon that he has that's telling him like oh this is totally legit like I designed oh, yeah. it it's real blah 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 and I'm sure. Soldier Boy isn't an expert on console hardware, so he's just like, okay, great, I love video games. I'm going to make a video game console. I don't know. So it's a, a quick a quick lifespan for the Soldier game console, you know? How, how much do you out. think they're going to be worth on eBay in 50 years? So much. Oh, I well, know not in good. 50, in like... Yeah. 50 days. One. Yeah, or 50 days. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a good amount. My my patch notes are also um, sort of celebrity related. So this is from GameSpot by Eddie McCooch. McCooch? <gasps> the Coochster! Eddie, Eddie's back. So it says, Jack Black starts a gaming channel on YouTube, and it's already <laughs> massively <laughs> popular. So everybody knows Jack Black, actor, comedian, etc. He has launched a YouTube star. channel dedicated in part to gaming. And it's proving to be wildly popular before he's even uploaded any kind of substantial con- content. Black launched his new channel, Jablinski Games, <laughs> <laughs> on December 21st. And it took just a week to, to reach 1 million subscribers. Good After 10 him. days, yeah, the channel is up to more than 2.5 million subscribers. So it remains to be seen what Black's videos will take or if he'll have guests. Whatever the case, his videos will surely be wacky, given the tone and direction of the two teasers we've seen so far. So anyway, I think that's interesting. Um, Didn't he post a video like mocking PewDiePie or something? Well, he said he was going to get like bigger than Ninja and PewDiePie. Oh. But I think it's I think it's an interesting concept. No, I'm just I I actually like a fair amount of gaming YouTubers who have made their fame just on being gaming YouTubers. So it's like, at one point, at what point do celebrities that are famous for other shit just like? stop encroaching on their territory right like oh interesting you, you can mean, be a famous yeah. actor and now you're gonna have a famous youtube too and take away viewers from people who this is their only method i don't know I, I definitely see that i think it's weird because like i just like jack black so well sure like, yeah that's the thing in this like, case I think it, like yeah jack black <laughs> is definitely funny, depends but... on who it is uh, but i know I, I totally see that point because yeah they're already you know famous but i guess you could argue too that Maybe, like, the people that are going to watch Jack Black wouldn't be watching, I guess, you know, some other Joe Blow streamer. Because I think the people who are going to be watching him are, like, the ones who already, like, seek out his content one way or another. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, well, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't think, think it could they're going to be watching cool him. Things, though. Yeah, they're not going to be watching him for speedruns or something, but... Thanks, Kate. All right, I've got a three-parter. I've, oh. got three, I've got three articles. There's not one article that sums it all up. Can Same someone topic. write that, please? Same topic. So, we're going to start off with a PC Gamer article by Fraser Brown. Shout out to anyone named Fraser. Yeah. Activision Blizzard. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling it good. It's been so long since we did that. I love that TV show. It's one of my favorite TV shows. Activision Blizzard is firing its CFO. This was by Fraser Brown yesterday on January 2nd. I will quote. Activision Blizzard Chief Financial Officer Spencer Newman's contract has been terminated, the publisher announced this week, despite a decline in monthly active users and the drop in shares that 
accompanied the report, Activision Blizzard said that Newman's been fired over a, double quote, cause unrelated to the company's financial reporting or disclosure, controls, and procedures. So that was like the first bit of information that was revealed that Mm -hmm. we got in the last few days. And I immediately thought like, whoa, this is really weird. Why would, or what's the reason for firing your CFO? Yeah. And then we learned, uh, and this is an article from Fortune by Chris Morris. Activision Blizzard fires its CFO. Netflix scoops him up. Quote, assuming that reports of Newman joining Netflix are accurate, this isn't the first time the company has been accused of luring away contracted employees from other companies. 21st Century Fox and Viacom have both sued the company for poaching. The drama comes as Netflix continues to expand its rosters of shows. So then we got the piece of information that Netflix poached Newman from mm-hmm. Activision Blizzard. However, we still knew first that Activision Blizzard fired him. So there's no sort of like resignation happening here. He's fired from well, Activision Blizzard. This Can He's I tell you what up. I read? Or you do you still have a third one? I have a third one. Is it related it's to about, what you just said? No, it's about who they're replacing. Oh, okay. So on what you just said, I read that he was fired for breach of contract. That's just, what I, yeah, that's what I read too. It, it, it honestly sounded like a, we're going to fire you before you quit type of situation, which probably. But he actually, classic. The only thing is that he actually had to breach his contract for them to fire him. Well, but he breached so, his contract by taking a job with Netflix. That's, it might have been. That's if there's what like, I read. you have to be CFO for a certain yeah. number yeah. of years and you are not an at-will employee, which that's... means you cannot leave, then he breached his contract and they'd fire him. So I wonder what like the repercussions of that are. Because usually if you breach a contract and you're fired, like there's usually some serious repercussions. Yeah. But he took the job at Netflix anyway. So who knows what they offered him in that process either. Yeah. But it's also weird that like Netflix would poach someone who's like seen a significant decline in like a company's financial status as well. Hmm. Good point. So yeah, a little bit of drama. Uh, and then in my last article, which is from Variety, which is by Liz Lanier, also January 2nd, Dennis Durkin is returning to his role as chief financial officer of Activision Blizzard. The company announced Wednesday, Durkin, who most recently held the position of chief corporate officer, previously held the position of CFO from 2012 to 2017, he'll report to the CEO, replaces Spencer Newman. Yeah, so that is who's going back to fill the CFO mantle. But um, overall, a bit of a rocky start for Activision Blizzard this year. Yeah, you've had a few news stories about them recently. People leaving... People being fired, cutting people costs. being offered to leave, cutting costs. Yeah. But new, new year, spooky. new blizzard, you know? That's what, that's what I say. On the topic of the podcast, though, we've got a guy from the gaming industry going over to Netflix. And yeah. we're talking about more interactive stories and such on Netflix. True. So, well, yeah, Good no, I, connection. I've definitely yeah. seen that Netflix wants to do a lot more of it. So He is the financial guy, though, so I'm not sure how but much he knows. But he knows people that. That's true. Writers. He probably so he's going to poach people. the entire team. Yeah. <laughs> he might. He might. Yeah. Wait until they release like a Netflix World of Warcraft interactive story. So that way you can 
either enjoy it or absolutely hate it. I feel like there would be no in between for you <laughs> yeah. on that. No in between. Yeah. <laughs> you'd either love it or you'd be like, this is the worst piece of shit <laughs> I've ever played. Malfurion is so much more powerful than that. <laughs> he wouldn't even have just those two choices. He'd have a thousand choices. Illidan is morally gray. <laughs> That's been Patch Notes 1.3.19. Steve, would you like to close out the show? I would love to close out the show. So as we wind down another episode of the Plus One Player Podcast, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the previous episodes, feel free to go on whatever podcast service you listen to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, whatever it may be, give us a like, leave us a review, subscribe to us. It goes a long way and we really appreciate the support. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, if you've enjoyed this or any of our other content, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. Feel free to throw us a buck or two if you're feeling generous because every single dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it can possibly be. You can join that awesome group of Patreon supporters I mentioned earlier. So it's been a lot of fun. We got uh, stuck in the Bandersnatch. We still haven't figured out the ending to unlock Manny. Maybe soon we'll be able to unlock Manny, but who knows? There's a lot of endings that even the director's going to figure out because they're still not giving us answers to our inquiries. So this will about wrap up episode 61. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon. You know he was poached by Sprint, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's like his shtick on the new commercials. That's he's like, I used to be the Verizon guy, but Sprint's better. They pay me more. <laughs> Could you imagine your career being based on, like, your association with cell phone service? I mean, I mean he's, he's probably getting all the way paid. To the bank. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's literally at the bank saying, "Can you hear me now?" As he counts his fucking <laughs> wads of cash. <laughs>